This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. We had talked last week about assigning value to God and His Word and some of the importance of, of God's Word in, in our life. And we, we begin to discuss this psalm, and we, we talked a little bit about last week. I want to jump back into it. Psalms, the first chapter, verse 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delights in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Now we can read that, and we can read it a couple of different ways. You can read it sometimes, go, well, that's very nice, very poetic, I like how it sounds. Or we can read it and go, this is God's word and God's wisdom. And it gives us insight as to who should be voices in our life. It said, blessed is the person who does not walk in the council. We could say it this way. Blessed is the person whose the voices in their life are not those who are ungodly. Now, when we think of ungodly, people think, well, I, I, when I think of ungodly, I think of these horrible people. And these are people who do really bad things and terrible things. Ungodly really just simply means, the word actually means to be wrong. To be guilty. To be wrong. And it really discusses those who have an opinion in a way that's wrong from God's way. That can be, you can get ungodly counsel from people who are nice people. True. I mean, you have people that, you know, maybe people you work with, they're just real nice. And you come in, you go, man, what's wrong? So, man, um, I'm just having problems, you know, just, you know, just problems at home, problems with the, Problems with my wife. People look at you and go, well, never can understand women. I wouldn't even try if I were you. Just hang on best you can. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And people, man, people spew that out like words of great wisdom. And unfortunately, people go, yeah. Or you, or you get that tough lady's like, Honey, you can't trust me. You know, one feel like she's been drinking straight whiskey for about 30 years. Honey, you can't trust men for nothing. Can't trust them. I've had five husbands. All of them been worthless. I got rid of every one of them. Because men are just men. I'm sorry, but there are some of us who are good men and godly men. There's a lot of men here tonight. I set that one up for y'all really, really well, and y'all, y'all whiffed it really bad. There's a lot of good men in here tonight. Men, men who came, men who said, I'm, I'm going to take time out of my schedule. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to listen to God's word. I take a man like that. That's good. But see, you can get all kinds of counsel. Marriage is 50-50. We talk about that. Marriage is 50-50. Everyone's trying to weigh out where their 50 part comes in. I feel like it's been about 90-10 on my side. Well, sometimes it is 90-10, and sometimes it, it, it's 10-90 because there's ebb and flow in, in marriage and relationships. So just don't go in with the 50-50 mentality. What, what am I talking about? I'm talking about ungodly counsel. And so you can have good people who give counsel, and what we have to do is, the Bible said, blessed are those who don't walk in that counsel. So you want to be able to find out what's, what, what's God's counsel. That's why you're here. That's why you're watching online. Because what you do is you be, we begin to break open the Bible, we begin to look at his word, and you begin to hear things that are different. 
And maybe they're different from how you were raised. And that's good. I mean, we need to be able to challenge. I'm not saying that your parents were bad or your relatives were bad, but I'm saying is I still can take, there were things that my parents did that I'm like, "Mm, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do something different. I see something in God's ways, I'm going to do something different. And doing things different is what changes families. Doing things different and doing things God way. Blessed is the person who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. So we've got to be able to examine. Don't just take everything that every YouTube guru comes up with. Just because they have a gazillion followers does not make them an expert. You might want to know about their life. I mean, they write like experts. They talk like experts. You might want to figure out something about their life. I mean, right on TikTok, you can get like 4 million people just by doing this. <laughs> you know, you know I, I, I just geezed on you real bad, didn't I? They call, what, they call when older people go on a rant, they call that geezing. And I just, I, I just geezed. That was, that was a geeze right there. But it's still true. Four million followers because you can do this. You might as well have fun, guys. You're in church. Uh, you know, you might as well enjoy it. Okay, Here's, you'll, you'll like this next one. Um, voices we don't want to follow, sinners. We don't want to stand in the path of sinners. Sinners means to miss the mark. Or, or to, this wrong implies to fail. These are people doing things contrary. These are very much contrary to God in his ways. A little bit more overt. A little bit more straight up. These are the people that say, hey, uh, are you dating so-and-so? Yeah. Well, are y'all sleeping together? Uh, no. <laughs> well, you better. Because you need to find out if you're sexually compatible. Don't get quiet. <laughs> How many of you ever heard that counsel before? I mean, you better find out this. You better find out this is you're sexually compatible. Hey, whatever happened to getting married and working it out? With someone that you trust in a trust relationship. <laughs> I'm amazed at, a, at an auditorium this size how quiet it can get. <laughs> but that's, that you're standing, don't stand in that path. That's not a good path. How about this? All oh, they're rich. You can, you, can, you can steal from them. It doesn't matter. Well, y'all got, y'all got vocal on that one. You didn't, the first one... <laughs> You were quiet on. This one didn't work. All right. But, but there can, it's pretty overt. This kind, of, this kind of counsel can come, and you just don't, you don't want to be standing in that path. You know, you know what? Let me just talk to you just real quickly about those. I came out of a background. You've heard my background before. I came out of a party background. I came out of a drug. I was not a drug addict. One lady introduced me one time. She said, this is our pastor. He was a drug addict once, too. I'm like, time, time, time. <laughs> Time, Sparky. I was not a drug addict. I was, I was a, I was a recreational drug user. <laughs> but even if you were a drug addict, what you were doesn't matter. It's what you are now that matters, and the fact that Jesus redeems you. And so anyway, and it it rattles religious cages every time I talk about. It. I smoked a lot of weed and partied and chased women. If you did not do that and you were unsaved in the 70s, you just missed it.
I'm probably going to regret that statement. I, I, could, I, uh, I, I, think, I, I think the idea, though, is this, is at some point in time, you're going you're to need other voices in your life. And if you, if, you, if you come out of a pretty hard party background, man, where you're clubbing and partying, um, you're going to need some other voices. Because just don't think that those voices are going to go away. They're going to come find you and they'll go, hey, man, what are you doing? Like, well, you know, I, I gave my heart to the Lord. Oh, oh, oh. Are you partying any? No. You're not going out? No. Bro, are you a monk? <laughs> and people... And you'll get stuff like this. And you're going to have to make a, a, a commitment that says, no, I'm, I'm going to find people in my life who will encourage the lifestyle that I'm living. And this is, this is one of the values of church, where you're able to come in, you're able to look around and go, okay, there's some normal people here. Not every, no, I'm not crazy. Because your friends look at you like, you're crazy. Why would you live that way? Why would you want to live that way? Because uh, um, I want to honor God? Because I feel like in the long run, that's going to be the best way to go? And, and so I, I just think, I, and I encourage you, if you're coming out of that lifestyle, make sure you have some friends who are not in the lifestyle anymore, some friends who are outside of it. When I went, when I went back to college, I, got, I jumped right back in with my fraternity. And even though I'd made a commitment to the Lord, I'd been filled with his spirit, I'd had an experience with God. I jumped back in and I was living with fraternity brothers and they were serious partiers. In fact, when, when I rolled in, I woke them all up. I came in from out of, out of town. It was 4 o'clock in the morning, and they woke me up, and they're like, let's have a beer and a bong hit at 4 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, nah, and I yielded. You need some other friends. So you don't want to keep standing in that path. That's why we have church. So you can come here, hear something different, be around people that are different. It will help you. Blessed is the man that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the path of sinners. At some point in time, you want to go, hey, why don't you come to church with me? Here's what will happen. Some will come with you and some will leave you. But the bolder you get for the Lord, I promise you, you'll start to cull them out. No, I love the Lord now. Oh, <laughs> they won't come around as much, but some of them will. And they'll go, man, can you pray for me? I need some help. Can you pray? My, 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 my girlfriend and I, we're going through a hard time. Can you pray? We're like, yeah, come on. Come on. Because God's good. And he's got a good plan. So you say, well, I, listen, I'm not trying to ruin anyone's fun. I'm just trying to show you there's a better way. And if you're coming out of a lifestyle, especially if it's a bad lifestyle, you need good friends. Last one is this. Ungodly, sinners, scornful. The ones who mock God. Um, Hollywood is, is a master of taking every Christian they can find and making them look like an idiot. And they, they are dangerous to society. Hollywood does not, and boy, you, you start showing me that, you start mocking God, you will come off quick on my show, not watching. And you, you don't want to be standing in that path because they'll start to make you think, well, no. It's like when they go to a neighborhood and there's been a fire they don't talk to the most articulate person in the neighborhood. They find the crazy person in the neighborhood, right? And they interview them. What the hell is the fire? It's a big fire. I thought we're all going to die. 
they're calling their, they're calling their producer going, yeah, I, I, got a, I got a good one right here. Let's, 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 let's go ahead and put them on the air. This, this, this one's going to run. They don't find the person who said, well, it really wasn't that bad. It was pretty, pretty. No, they want the crazy guy. <laughs> it's the fire. It's big fire. Okay, let's all. That sells. Articulate people don't sell. Crazy people sell. Right? Crazy people sell. Angry people sell. If it bleeds, it leads. And Holly, and boy, and if you can find it, boy, every time they find a Christian, they find Christians with, with no teeth and no background. <laughs> and they go, this is Christian. It's like, nah, here's Christian right here. We're not stupid. In fact, we got power and love and a sound mind. So we're not backing up off this, but you don't want to listen to that. So what do you want to listen to? He said, blessed is the man. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Now, we talked about a little bit about this. Delight in God's word. Now, this is good. Delight, pleasure, desire to incline towards. It's not a drudgery, it's a treasure. Psalms 119, verse 14 through 16. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. If you ever have some time, if you want to read a, a, a wonderful psalm that outlines God's word and the reverence for God's word, it's Psalms 119. Over and over again, the, the psalmist, David, is writing and he was saying, man, I love your word. And he's saying, man, I love your words as much as I love riches, as much as I love money. Hey, your word is valuable to me. It's important to me. Sometimes I think it would be good before you sit down and read your Bible, whether you read it online or read one of these, to pick it up and say, Lord, I want to thank you. I love your word. Your word blesses my life. Your word helps my life. Don't pick it up and go, okay, I got to read my Bible. <laughs> you don't do it that way. That, that pulls something out of it. You want to begin to say, Lord, I thank you. I respect your word. Your word is life to me. I can't tell you how many times in the past Joy and I have been helped because God's dropped a word in our heart or he's shown us something or he's given us something. He's blessed us. Sometimes you can come home. I would come home sometimes and my mind has just been buzzing. Ever had your mind just buzzing? And you just feel like, oh, man. It's just Sometimes just sit and open my Bible, just sit and begin to read and read it out loud. Read a whole chapter and not know a thing I just read. And go back and read it again. And go back and read it again. And go back and read it again. Why? Because this has got life in it. And you get life in it. And you get life in you. It starts to impact your mind. And you can bring your mind down to the point where your mind's not buzzing and running all over the place. You can go, no, I'm going to bring my mind into line with this because this has got life in it. And this helps me. He said, I delight in your word is as much as in all treasure. That's a great attitude we can take. He said, he said but... I will, his delights in the law of the Lord. In his law, he meditates day and night. Now, let me just talk a little bit about meditation. If you've been, if reading your Bible is 101, meditation is 102. And it's one of the key things you can begin to do. Now, when we think of meditation, most people think of meditation, they think of, although meditation is taking a huge jump lately in terms of the secular society and how they view it, now it's very easy for people to blog and write. I meditate 10 or 15 minutes a day. They do it to empty their minds, to get quiet, to focus on their breathing, focus on their thoughts. I don't have a problem with focused, disciplined thoughts, but there is a better way. 
instead of just trying to empty my mind, I want to fill my mind with what God's word says. And when I fill my mind with what God's word says, that, he said he meditates day and night. And so in other words, I'm beginning to take God's word and begin to think on it intentionally. Now, when you begin to think on it intentionally, this, the word meditate actually means to mutter. To mutter. So you, you, that, this is why you can't, you're thinking, I can't just sit there like this day and night. I've got to go to work. Well, the Lord understands that. He doesn't mean for you to sit there like this. Um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about you take God's word and you just put it in, in your mouth. Now, some, something, uh, something I've done, Jordan and I were talking about, we're teaching staff. Joy, Joy taught our staff, she started with it a couple of years ago, take one verse and repeat one verse. I trust in the Lord with all my heart and I lean out on my own understanding. And she'd happen to repeat that verse and just sit and think about it and repeat it. I said, well, Alan, that's kind of weird. Well, hang tight. Hang tight. Before you think that's weird, how many of you have ever taken a negative thought and repeated it? You get, you get a phone call. Your mama's sick. What are you going to do? I, I don't know. Just hang on. Hang up the phone. You're thinking, oh, mama's sick. Mama's sick. Oh, dear God, what am I going to do? Oh, I can't lose mama. I can't. Hate that. My mama's sick. I just love mama. How many of you ever taken a negative thought and just run with it? You hear something negative and you just, what do you think worry is? Ever worry? Don't answer that. I want you to lie in church. Just a yes. You ever worry? What are you doing when you worry? You're, you're taking a thought and you're projecting something often something that hasn't even happened. And you're going over it and over it. True? So it's interesting that people, people, and you say, how are you doing, man? They go, I am so worried about this. No one goes, that's strange. Someone says, I'm so worried about this. You go, yeah, me too. Worried. That's normal. You know what, not What's not normal is actually to take one of God's words and think about that. What are you thinking about? I'm thinking about I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, uh, I wrote down as I was just praying and fellowship with the Lord one time, I wrote, I wrote this down and, and I repeated it. I walk around the house and just kind of repeat it to myself. So I, I don't talk to him. So, yeah, you do. You talk to your dog a lot. Daddy knows what's going on with you. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he, yes, we are not happy, are we? I know. I know. You didn't get your treats and you're not happy. I can tell. What are you doing? I'm talking to the dog. And no one goes, that's weird. <laughs> no, I don't think people talk to cats because they don't listen. Cat look at you like what? <laughs> Seriously? But your dogs are looking at you like. <laughs> and I've had people look at me dead. Now, my dog understands me. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He understands you. No, he doesn't. All he hears is. Mmm. But we talk. 
We talk to our keys. Keys, where are you? I know you are here. Where are you? Let's be honest. You've ever talked to your keys, your wallet? You've talked to your car. You are a sorry car is what you are. You are a sorry car. I can't believe I paid for you. Oh, am I the only one tonight? Here's the thing. To meditate God's word is to begin to take his word. So I actually wrote something down. I walk around the house and say, I say, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I walk by faith and not by sight. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thanks be to God who gives me the victory. You say, well, that's not, that's not that much. It, it, it's positive. It's God's word. And if you're going to say something and think about something, that's something good to think about. Blessed is the man that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, stand in the path of sinners, sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the word of God, and his word he meditates day and night. Alan, that's so different. Listen, it's because we've gotten so far away from what God intended for us to do. He never intended for us to have our minds just constantly going crazy and going wild, and just, just like we can't get control of our minds. He gave us his word and his spirit to help us control our minds and control what's going on on the inside. And when we are able to do that, man, it makes such a difference. Because here's also what's happening. Boy, I don't have enough time. To, I'm going to jump into this. I'm going to tease you with it because it's powerful. When you begin to confess and begin to speak God's word, what happens is you begin to change the image on the inside of you. Now, we mean the image on the inside of you. How many of you know, maybe you know somebody Maybe you grew up with somebody and they are just a, a beautiful person. We'll use a girl. Just a beautiful. Ever met a girl who was really beautiful but didn't think she was? Ever met anybody like that? And, and they, the way they carry themselves, the people they go around, you're thinking, darling, what's wrong with you? Well, it's like because you see them on the outside, but how they see themselves on the inside. Maybe someone had been abusive to them. Maybe someone had told them they were worthless all their life. And what happens is this forms an image of how we see ourselves. In sales, and I did this for a number of years, I did sales. They've determined that with salespeople, it's not so much what you see on the outside, it's how they perceive themselves. If they perceive themselves as strong and confident and successful, they tend to do well. And, and business will spend fortunes on trying to help people change that self-image. That's why in sales, they have so many motivational things to pump salespeople up because they know, boy, if you're, if you're positive and, and, and strong, you're going to sell better. But what about us as believers? How many people are, are, are looking to the Lord going, Lord, I'm, I'm just such a, I'm such a loser. I'm such a, I'm such a failure. God, I'm just, I'm hopeless. And yet that's not what God said. God said, you're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You, walk, you can walk by faith and not by sight. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Thanks be to God who gives you victory. It's a whole different way of thinking. In his law, he meditates day and night. 
And he's like a tree planted by rivers of water. There's fruit in his season. His leaf doesn't wither. Whatever he does will prosper. I think we haven't spent enough time talking about not just hearing God's word on the outside. Oh, that's good. That's good. But making sure that we start to get God's word in us. Because you change your heart, you change your life. So how did you get your marriage turned around? You finally got joy straightened out? Joy wasn't the problem. But I will tell you this, and Joy will tell you this. She brought, she brought a lot of hurt and a lot of woundedness into our marriage. Men had left. People had left her. And Joy had an image in her of men will leave. Men will abandon you. And as much as I was faithful, and I was, I, 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 I was always, I, I had many faults, but one of the things I was is, I'm, if I'm yours, I'm yours. I'm very loyal. And I'm like, baby, I, honey, I love you. I, I, I love you. I'll never, no, I, I love you. I could not convince my wife that I was not going to leave her. Until one day, as, as she was praying with me, well, I'd say one day, if over a period of time, she began to get an image on the inside of her that God would not forsake her. And that God would be with her. And she was not going to be alone. And that she could trust me. And that changed things. I had to make some changes too. From being a very self-centered, very moody, very hard to get along with person. To realizing that God's love is in me. So you say, well, well, how'd you get there? Is that just the growing up through maturity? No. We begin to take God's word about what he says about us and begin to put it in our hearts. And that begin to change the way we see ourselves and the way we respond to one another. Does that make sense? Meditation in God's word is not something weird or flaky. It's powerful. And it's beginning to take all those negative thoughts that, that just almost are constantly there and beginning to stop them. Begin to go, no, 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 no. This is going to work. God's going to help me. I'm going to come through this. I'm not weak any longer. I'm not a victim. I'm strong. I'm not worried. I'm confident in God. But they you say, Alan, I don't think I can get there. Don't throw it away. Blessed is the man. Meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by waters. You know, a tree that's planted by a river never runs out of resources. That tree stays flourishing. He bears fruit, fruitful. And everything he does will prosper. That bothers people to say that, but we want to get to the place where we believe, Lord, I love you. I love your word. I'm, I'm serving you. And I am fruitful. And I'm productive. And everything I do prospers. So oh, I wouldn't say that. That's... That's bragging. No, I'm not bragging on me. I'm just saying, God, those are the blessings that you said would belong to someone who would really delight themselves in you, in your word. And it's quiet. <laughs> Hope you're thinking. And uh, we'll have to continue this. How many would like me to continue a little bit about how do you reprogram some things in your heart and in your life and, uh, and reprogram, reprogram them God's way. Because a lot of us have had programming that has been wrong. 
You ever had someone come and look at you? You know, I, I love our tech guys. They come and look and they, they're like, well, this is wrong and you did this wrong. I'm just like, I don't know. I just, I, I just looked at it and it went off. And they can, and, and they can, well, this needs to be, ever had someone look at you? Well, we need to reprogram that. We don't even, we don't even think twice about that. Like, Great, reprogram it, fix it. So many of us have been programmed in the dark. We've been programmed in fear. We've been programmed in negativity. We've been programmed in everything that wasn't God. And God's like, I got another program for you. You're going to have to plug it in. You're going to have to work it. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to work it. I got the code for you. I got everything you need. You just need to plug it in. And if you plug it in, it will absolutely change things. You'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You bear fruit in your season and everything you do will prosper. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the fact that you have not left us here just at the whim of whatever happens in life. That you've given us your word. You've given us your Holy Spirit. You've done a work in us. And Father, for those who are here tonight, those who are listening to me, those who've been so hurt and, and just so despondent and so down, I thank you there's light. Father, for those who felt like they were failures, there's hope. Father, for those who felt like that they could never amount to much, there's grace and the ability to go way beyond where they are now. Thank you. And you're, we're not ashamed of your gospel. It is the power of God to salvation to those of us who believe it. And we believe it. Said your bowed eyes are closed. If you're here tonight and you say, you know what, Alan, I don't have a relationship with the Lord or I'm not sure, but I want to be. Maybe you're watching online and that's you. Or you came tonight and you said, you know what, I used to have a relationship with God and I walked away from him. But now I want to come back. I don't want to be away from God. I want to be close to him. That's the best place to be and it really is the best place to be. We're going to say a prayer. We're not going to have you stand up. We're not going to have you come to the front. If you're watching online, you can pray this with us. But if that's you that I'm talking to, you say, Alan, would you, would you pray for me? I, man, I, I want to see these changes in my life. And if God can help me, man, I'm, I'm in. I'm all in. Would you shoot your hand up real quick? Just cross the auditorium and say, hey, that's me. Thanks, 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 thanks. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Put your hands down. We're going we're gonna to pray. If you didn't lift your hand, you wanted to. You can still jump in on this prayer. If you're online, if you're by yourself, you can pray it. Pray it out loud. If you're with other people, pray it quietly. We're going to pray it with you as a church family. Say, dear God. I know mankind needs a savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Father, thank you for those who prayed that prayer. For those who have come out of darkness into your marvelous light and for those who have come back home. Father, all of us have been there and we rejoice with them tonight. So we thank you for that. Thank you for what you're doing that the work you started in us, you will complete it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. 
Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.